Hey there! Every month, Annie has a call with our Path 365 members and answers their questions. She tackles a wide range of topics from what to do with big emotions, what kinds of tips and advice she has for addressing difficult situations, how to deal with cravings, and so much more. Listen in as she does some real-life coaching for our Path members. says my extended family does nothing else but drink. I would like coaching on how to create new relationships, explaining what I've learned, mourning the old me and explaining myself over and over again. Now they don't even want to come over because what will we do? So I think socializing without alcohol can be, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's hard and there's just no other good way to say it, but it's hard. I remember thinking about this when I was stopping drinking and I thought, you know, if I was to just be on a deserted island with nobody else, knowing what I know now, I would never have another craving. But then you go and you're around people and they're drinking and they're drinking enough to where you're starting to feel like they're kind of boring or they're disconnected. Or I don't know if you've had the feeling of you're not drinking and they are drinking and you like stop almost sharing the same space. Like you're not sharing the same consciousness. You're feeling like you can't even connect and it can be really hard and it can be really isolating. Now, a few things that have really helped me. Number one is understanding, first of all, that when people are judgmental about your drinking, it really always, always, always means something about them, not something about you. I've never found a person who isn't internally upset about their own drinking who has been judgmental towards me. Every single instance where someone is upset about their own, about my stopping drinking or my drinking less, or whatever it is, that person also is upset with themselves. It has been true hundred percent of the time. And I've talked to now thousands and thousands of people, and it has also been true hundred percent of the time for them. So understand that whatever pushback or judgment or fear you are getting, it is their own fear. And the fear takes a few forms when it's really close family members. It can be fear that you've changed and you're no longer going to like or accept them. It can be fear that you are going to feel like you were too good for them. It can be fear that they feel like they are losing you, or it can be fear of themselves because you hold up a mirror to their own drinking and they don't feel comfortable with that. They don't want to see that mirror. And it can be really, really hard and very, very isolating. All right. So that's the first thing to know is that the pushback, just don't internalize it and don't personalize it. Now, the second thing to know is that if that's all true, then I consider it my job. And you can do this when you're ready. There's no pressure to do this earlier than you're ready to make those people who I love, if I've decided I want to spend time with them, feel as comfortable as possible. And so I would do that in somewhat ways that I'm sure, you know, are not really approved of in like traditional recovery circles, but I would go and I'd be like, let me go buy the beer. You know, what do you guys need? I can do a run. I'm, I'm not drinking. And I would make, I would take away as much of that fear as possible by letting them know, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be any different towards you. I am totally fine. I don't need you to be any different for me. And even to the point where I could make like jokes because people would say, how can I tell people some of the things I've learned? This is one of the ways that I would do that. People would say things like, hey, um, 
Annie, is it is it okay if uh, I drink around you? I know you're not really drinking right now. I just I just want to check. I remember I was going for the first time to a business group. I had joined a business group and it was a bunch of different people and they had seen what I did online. And the leader of the group called me up before and she goes, a few members have reached out to me because the first night we're having a big kickoff thing at the bar and they're really worried about how you're going to react. These people did not even know me. They just knew I wrote a book about alcohol. They did not know me and they were worried about how I was going to react. Now, first of all, they're worried about themselves and if I was going to judge them, that's just the truth of it. So what I did is I said, of course not. And how can I go completely to the extreme to alleviate their worries, to let them know, like, I just see you as a person, you drink, you don't drink, it does not matter. And I am super like happy and comfortable. And I would even say things like, that's so funny that you ask me. For me, it's kind of like if you weren't eating mayonnaise and I was like, hey, like, do you need me to not eat mayonnaise around you? Like, would it bother you if I ate mayonnaise? And they'd be like, oh my gosh, is it like that? And I'm like, totally, like no big deal. And so when you do that, especially if you invest that time and effort in those friendships that you want to keep and that you care about, it's amazing what happens because then their fear goes away. Because their fear is just really fear of them being judged by you or that you're holding up a mirror to them. Now, I will say that you need to be very careful in your own heart not to get into a place of feeling resentful of other people's drinking. So say you're with a bunch of people, they're just wasted, they're being idiots, they're taking advantage of making you always the sober driver, and you start to feel resentful, resentful kills connections all the time. Like, when you feel resentful, it will kill the connection. It's very hard to love and resent somebody at the same time. You can feel a little guilty and love somebody very well. And so what I mean by that is you can say, hey, you know what? It's getting a little late for me. I got to go. Or my favorite, I forget uh, who, there's a term coined for it, but it's basically just ghosting. And if, especially if everybody else is there and everybody else is having a good time, they're not going to even notice if I leave. And I just, I just, I almost never say goodbye because people are drinking. And when you're saying goodbye, everybody's like, feels like, oh, they, their experience of the evening, if they like you and they want you around, it's a little bit lowered because then they're feeling sad. Oh, it's wrapping up. Or they feel guilty because, oh, she's not drinking. So she must be leaving early or am I too drunk? And I just don't deal with any of that drama. And I know after doing this like dozens of times, nobody notices. Nobody notices when you left. And if you just don't say goodbye, then everybody thinks you stayed there with them till three in the morning because they're all, they're, all, they're all a few sheets to the wind, no big deal. And so I just very peacefully make my secret goodbye and, and then I don't feel any resentment. And you know maybe you feel a little guilty at first for leaving early, but you can feel guilty and love somebody, super easy. But you, it's really hard to love somebody when you feel resent, resentful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how This Naked Mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious.